Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Sean T, aka Sean Thin, or just Sean. Um, right now we got a new episode, an actual talking episode, because lately, for the past couple of weeks, we've been giving y'all uh, Stone Cold Groove Fridays, which is basically nothing but a DJ set. And I'm glad we're doing this because it just expands our range. We didn't want to just keep on talking. We want to at least provide music with the hopes of people trying to get into the groove of listening to us. So, you know, people were looking forward to having new followers, listen to our program and giving us ideas on what we can do to expand it. Now, today, I just want to give uh, just a brief recap of what's been going on. I know we haven't had much um, live talk or just crazy action because we had the music. But just to give a recap of what's going on, really haven't been doing much of anything. Just working, trying to get that personal life going because, for one, it's kind of important that that personal time to grow and to be nurtured. You know, and I had to do a, self, a lot of self-reflection because... I know in the past I've talked about I've talked about what um I need to do or what's going on with me personally and I just feel like as the months go by and this year is still fresh although it's March now um I'm still in the midst of trying to rediscover myself um I guess what I'm saying is every day is a new day of reinvention. And the funny thing about it is the stuff that I'm learning now is stuff that I should have been learning a long time ago, or I have learned or have not put it on a consistent basis, like how to be a good person, really how to be a good man. Now let's just, let's just put it out there. I haven't been the best person in the world, boyfriend or whatever, you want to call it friend and all that. And it's mostly because at times in my past, I've realized that the problem I had was a want, a need, sort of like an obsession to have what is beyond reach because it was never presented to me or I never had the opportunity to grasp at it because at one point I felt like stuff like that would never come to me or I don't deserve that and it's wrong to feel that way because honestly people everybody deserves the right to be happy everybody deserves the right to have the things that they want everybody has the right to have everything but you gotta have perseverance you have to have patience and you have to have some type of tolerance for the things that happen around you. We got so many woe is me. Or shit never happens to me. Or I'm going through a lot of stuff. And they want the good things to come just like that. And it really doesn't work that way. Because in order for us to appreciate the travels. The pain that we're going through. No, let me, let me stop. Let me stop that. Let me stop that. In order to appreciate the good that we've been having 
or the good that we're beginning to achieve. We have to appreciate the trials, the tribulations, plus the pain of what we've gone through in order for us to, you know, fully grasp at the reward at the end of the tunnel. See, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm not going to sit here in front. I've done a lot of stuff and a lot of people, you know, may have been affected by it with their family or maybe loved ones. I've lost a lot of friends because of personal strife, personal insecurities, or just in turn, plain jealousy. I'm not going to sit here in front. I have at times been on, on a narcissist tip back then. And I have had a little green eye monster thing because I felt like whoever I was with, um, their caliber was much higher than mine. I didn't give myself credit for having high maintenance the people I've dealt with. And I can admit that or fully dominant were very sure of themselves and had the feeling of at times I've had the feeling of like, why are they, why are they with me? You know, I've had plenty of people who were so-called friends or such would even say the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Instead of giving that pat on the back, they're like really like, whatever, nigga, what the hell are you doing with this person? Why are you with them? You don't even fit the description or fit the mold. And for a long time, <clears throat> for a long time, I felt that way. I felt like I wasn't good enough because of one, probably educations, educational status, two, livelihood, or three, just basically personality. But all in all, I had these gifts. Maybe they weren't taken in the same stride as the others, but I still have potential and opportunities, you know, and it's just all about getting off my ass and stop procrastinating and doing the damn thing. Cause I admit I'm going to, I procrastinate the hell out of a lot of stuff because, you know, I have this vision that hey, all I got to do is just, you know, leave it alone and just chill. It's going to come to me. And it does not work like that. You have to get off your ass and do something. Try to do what I'm trying to do. Release the fear of failing. Release the fear that you do not deserve what you're trying to get or what you're trying to achieve. Because no matter what age you are, or what type of person you are, you deserve everything that is presented to you. It's all about how bad you want it. Had I known this long time ago and had it instilled in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, I probably would have gotten a lot more. I probably would have sustained better relationships not with exes, but with anybody because I did not believe. 
And sometimes when you don't believe or you're not sure of yourself, you're going to venture off and do other things that, in a sense, make you feel like you are in that in that zone. In all, and in all reality, it really doesn't put you in that zone because it's a temporary fix. No, they say the grass is greener on the other side. Please, let's be real, people. You know why the grass is greener on the other side? It's because the people that was on those green pastures had a lot of fertilizer, personal fertilizer that they had to put in their own grass to nurture, to make it fresh. So, of course, when you go into their yard or such, it's going to feel good. It's going to feel fresh. It's going to feel like that breath of fresh and that new car smell, what you want to say. But honestly, do you think the planters of that green grass have time for your type of shit? Especially if you want to dip into those green pastures, knowing that your shit, your fertilizer ain't shit. People have enough time of themselves already trying to nurture theirs. So why would they start over and try to nurture your shit? See, that's the things we most have to get understand. To me, the object of the grass is green thing is to take stuff, take those little seeds that you learn from there and hopefully try to nourish it in your own yard. See, the problem with people in their yards is they see a bunch of crab grass. They see a bunch of dirt patches and all. And they don't want to try. Or they get lazy with it. So they figure I'm going to go off these yards and see what's other, what's looking good out there. And, uh, and they come to find out, although that grass is green, you still little see little pieces of shit over there too. And you probably don't even know how to cope with it. So it should, you get you step on it and it stays. You know what I'm saying? And you feel so good about, like I said, the grass that you want to jump into that. Nah, uh-uh-uh-uh. You don't want to do that. You want to try to get a little bit of carnage, bring it into your home, bring it into your yard. See if you can nurture it, plant it, help it grow. If it doesn't feel that way, then you go off to the next step. And the next step is hard. Trust me, believe me, I know. Because I tried to do it. I try to do it and at times it still it still hurts still remains fresh because for one that part of missing missing that that part of you it kind of still linger lingers on and although you're in a new space and a new time and you're experiencing new things sometimes you can't help but wonder what if and uh, what is so special about what you're doing right now that you could not do it then? Is it because you got a broader view of what's going on and you're seeing the light of things? Whereas the light was always there in the past. It's just that it took you a while to see it. And nobody has time to really get you to focus on the light especially when their light is shining and have the fear of having to dim because your because your light is not 
shining with him. Now, I know I'm going rambling on and on about this whole thing and understand why are we talking about it? Because I feel like it's important. It's important to me. Important to express myself in a way of feeling humbled <clears throat> or, you know, just realizing some stuff that regardless of your happy place, you want to understand how you got to that happy place. What have you learned from your past to get you to the place where you at right now? And are you capable of maintaining your happy place? See, sometimes the biggest fear, and even I know for me, biggest fear when I'm in that happy place is the fear of repeating past mistakes. And it, sometimes it starts with within. You could be in the most happiest situation, but if it's not filling you offended within, it's going to damage it. You want to find out what's wrong and what can you do to alleviate it and to maintain your happiness right there? Because happiness is important. Now, I go on and on about this. And I think this one, in closing, I just want to say, you know, people, understand who you are. And it doesn't matter if it may take you a long time to get the gist of what was going on in your life as long as you get it we may not have a lot of time on this earth but for the time that we do have at least try to understand what it is that you want what is it what it is that you need what is it that you you know can break away from and what is it that you can keep what are worth a keepsake and what is it worth putting in the trash whether it's your friends, even sometimes family, loved ones, a job or such. If the people in your life make you feel like you're not able or capable to be in a happy place, then you need to question yourself and who you're surrounded with. And I think sometimes the ones that really care for you are the ones that are really getting your shit. You know, you want those type of people that understand who you are, what you are, and not afraid to tell you who you are. Because for one, at the end of the day, you don't want falsehoods based on people liking you or thinking you have this great personality. So they're not going to tell you. To me a true friend is really going to get gritty with you. Say some shit that's going to hit you. Going to piss you off. But when you sit down and think about it. Realize that you're right. And. That's basically what I want to say on that. Now next. I want to talk. I personally want to talk. About this whole Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. This, as Chris would say, the selective outrage. Um, I seen the show on Netflix, and although, granted, it was a live shout out to Baltimore Hippodrome Theater where he hosted it, it wasn't the same 
as bring the pain, but it has some good, interesting points. But he did say about selective outrage, it's true with people. It's like we pick and choose really who we want to put our rage on. Because in a sense, it makes us feel some type of superiority towards it. Or we'll have that feel like, oh, he not call, he or she's not gonna do nothing. So in our mind, we pick who we wanna who we wanna fuck with. And it could be 50 people saying the same daggone thing. And and you just choose that one person that you know you feel superior to. And you just wanna go off. <clears throat> now a lot of people have talked about how Chris was wrong in the whole situation or it should have been or it should have been addressed a long time ago. Let me tell you something, people. When that shit happened at the Oscars, granted, it was supposed to be a perfect day, perfect night for black people, because let's face it, we practically ran that Oscars that night. But that slap came and just put a, a damper on it. Now, let's, let's, let's ask this question. What if Chris decided to slap back at that Oscars? Would that really help the culture? Would it really help the nation? Why would, we, why would he want to retaliate at the same time? It's already been tarnished. We've already got embarrassed. It wouldn't even make sense for both people to be fighting on it. Because it's bad enough the other side feel a certain way about us doing this, running this whole daggone Oscars thing. Let's keep it real. They did. But if they saw us acting out like a fool, it would just prove their point that we don't belong there. <clears throat> and that's definitely not true. Now, granted, we've had so many mixed sides of, oh, Will did this and Chris should have done this. In my personal opinion, I think Chris did the right thing and not say nothing. Because look, Will and Jada, they said it all. They said it all. They've already put it out there. Everybody's listening to them. Everybody has their opinion. But they're waiting for Chris Rock to say his. Mm -mm. Sometimes the best type of revenge is silence people want to control how you feel people want to control your reaction who gives these people the right to control how you feel and definitely try to give them the right to force you to give a reaction I feel that the reaction, even if I was Chris Ross, I do it at my own time. And what better way to do it than at this special? And on a money tip, everybody's pressed to find out what was this reaction to. Fuck that. Y'all going to pay. Y'all going to pay. Y'all want it so badly. I'm going to give you something for free. Whereas they gave you gave all that nonsense and opinions for free either do a subscription or you're going to pay pay to do it now granted 
like I said, the concert was pretty good. I did like the concert. It wasn't his best one. I had to give it, um, I want to give it a seven. Because <coughs> it doesn't touch Bring the Pain. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. He did touch on some stuff. And if you really think about it, it had everything to do with the title of the um program, Selective Outrage. You know, yeah, we granted about Meghan Marco and how she didn't realize that the royal family were racist and all that. When deep down, we all knew that royal families, like, like Chris Rock said, were the OGs of racism. Now, I heard somebody say that maybe she was giving it a benefit of a doubt, maybe because love was blind and she figured it'd make a whole lot of difference. And she doesn't think that it would happen to her, but it did. Shit, even Prince Harry knew that. And you know, Harry, he sort of like the rebel of the family. You know, and you got up. You know, a lot of people give Harry some flack, but I give Harry a lot of credit for actually taking his time out to, I say an advocate throne, but to steer away from it, you know, just to, for his cause, for his family's cause, and because he realized what was going on in that family. Now, whether or not the family cares for him or not, that's neither here nor there, because right now, they say you have to take care of your family before you take care of your family. Right now, his only concern is his family and doing good for the world, regardless of what's going on. Now, again, on the selective outrage, everything that he was saying, you know, innocence, like I said, has something to do with that type of what you want to blow up on or how you want to blow up, you know. Because, <clears throat> in a sense, it's a double standard. He talked about Michael Jackson and, and R. Kelly, which was kind of a reach, but he did make a lot of sense. We root for Michael Jackson. But we also root for R. Kelly. It's like it's flip flops. One doesn't know who's really a culprit or who's really not a culprit. You know, we loved Michael Jackson, but in a sense, we quote unquote hated what he did. But in the same token, we kind of despise what R. Kelly has done. But we're going to play an R. Kelly song in a heartbeat. God knows I am. Because, you know, regardless of what the message may be in between, it was good music. The world can't deny that he helped a lot of people and put out some good songs. So let's just keep that real with that. Another thing he talked about his kids and all. And, you know, to me, I mean, that was okay. You know, it was. To me, that was it was like I said, it was okay. I didn't have much to say about it. It just felt like, you know, at some point. I can identify with that being a kid myself and it just didn't move me the way it did. It was not until the ending. And like I said in my post on Facebook, we just want to be real. 
a lot of people who bought those tickets and that Netflix show, y'all, which I really wanted was for Chris Rock to go through a whole hour and a half, maybe two, talking about Will and Jadam. Nah, there's no need for that. You save your best for last. Chris knew that. <clears throat> Probably Chris knew that it was going to be that the whole special was going to be drawn out. But the beauty of this, this was live. So you got his raw, his rawness. You seen the mistakes. You seen him stumble on a couple jokes. And you can see his conversation through his movements. And I'm not just saying do the lips and all that, John, what he's coming out of his mouth, but he was talking. He was also talking while he was talking. You can see the angst. You can see the anger. You can see the anxiety of it all. The overwhelmness of the questions being asked. And he knew why he was doing his set that sooner or later they want what they really want. And it's that whole Jada situation. <clears throat> now, granted, he went in and he kind of went overboard on the bit, calling Jada bitch, 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 bitch. Okay, we get that. We understand that. But I think it wasn't really that necessary to do it. But other than that, I feel what he's saying because it was his time. It was his time to say what he really felt. And it was at his time, not none of y'all's time and all that. And a lot of people say you need to get over it. who the fuck gives people the right to tell a person to get over what they're feeling in their time because y'all are over it. Everybody's been pressed to find out what Chris really wants to say. Y'all really was hammering. It. Oh, gosh. How's he, how's he reacting to it? What is he really going to say? Hey, y'all been catching up the warm-up. So now when he says something, because at his time, he's really ready to speak on it. Everybody has a daggone problem. Everybody has a problem saying he need to get over it. Stop that. Shit, y'all been waiting for his daggone reaction for the longest of time. And now because y'all are tired, y'all are over it. He's supposed to stop and and dismiss what he feels, dismiss his whole opinion about it. Granted, it was a little bit off the wall and it made it a little bit harsh. But hey, that was his true honest feelings. No edits, no cuts, straight live. And he had to say it. And I think he got so overwhelmed with it and he was saying it so viciously that shit. You could even tell he was messing up on some of this stuff. But he did it anyway. And I commend him for it. Half of y'all don't even listen to me. Or probably half of y'all don't even listen to this podcast. But who cares because it's my opinion. And if anybody has an opinion about it, then they should be make it. But overall, I'm glad he did what he did. I'm glad that it happened. And now hopefully... We'll probably come to some resolution. It may not be a resolution. It may be just a whole bunch of silence. But we finally got it taken care of in our sense. So 
with that being said, we can go on to the next thing in life. Which is, who knows, whatever we're going through. But I guess we say to say we can put this to rest. And we, as much as we're trying to get people to move on to a situation, we need to get over over it and move on to a situation. Mm. So this is nothing but a big old ramble of my personal opinion. It may not have been the best opinion concerning selective outrage alongside um, my feelings on change and grass change and grass um i thank y'all for hopefully listening to this program we're going to keep on doing what we're doing and this is like i said off the dome i have nothing scripted and i'm still learning i'm on my second season and i'm still learning this shit but i'm gonna get better at it and if anybody got some thoughts or opinions please say so you know i'm trying to get my feet wet really wet doing this because the way of expressing myself and it probably helps me more with my public speaking which i have not done in years but to end this i want to send a shout out to seven uh andre latin larry reed Rolling face on and our DJ, DJ Kevin Rucker, who has a podcast, a DJ podcast on Podomatic as well, uh, called The Cherry Room, where he gives out, I'll tell you, house, Afrobeats, R&B, original hip hop, even today's new shit and all that. And... For all my old school people who've been wanting some feel-good music to make your body move, shake your ass, or whatever, he got that for you. I'm so glad <clears throat> that we actually finally decided to even do a Friday Stone Cold Groove. And as we're growing, we're going to keep on doing this because, trust me, we got three or four or five followers right now, but we're going to help it grow. And as we get better, I want y'all to be there to witness us get better at this. So again, I want to send a special shout out to our DJ Kevin Rucker from Philly in the Cherry Room. Check it out. Um, he will be here with the new with a new fresh set in. Ooh, probably about four or five hours. Who knows? But we're going to have that set for you. Um, And I also want to put out there, we have our Facebook community page, the Stone Cold Gentleman. Check that out. We're going to um, try to put as much of our content on there for those who don't have access to it. So we're just going to put it on our community page so everybody can get access to it. We have an Instagram Oh, Stone Cold Gentleman, our Twitter, the SCG, SCG 2022, um, YouTube, the SCG. Um, we're just doing big things. We're just trying to spread it out and try to get as much, 
you know, exposure as we can. Um, once we get off of this, you can catch this on Google Podcasts. We have iHeartRadio. So please, people, whether you're on Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Apple Apple Podcasts, or even Spotify, just type in Stone Cold Gentleman. You're going to see our icon that looks like um, uh, some shoes and a, and a black tie type thing. You'll see, you'll see our emblem. Click on that. Follow us. We'll always have something available to you. We haven't been really going hard on the second season, but once we get everything together and be on a consistent basis, because right now the only consistent thing we have right now is our music, and I'm kind of glad that we're doing this. But please, people, I'm really hoping that y'all really get a chance to experience how if how we feel or how we interact and hopefully we can get people to give us ideas and by the way women's history month is still going on so we'll be having female guest hosts that will provide with their own episodes we're not going to have nothing to do with it it's just going to be a female host doing their own segment based on how they feel and what they feel. So we're looking for female females to actually record an episode, no matter how long it is, send it to us at the Stone Cold Gentleman at gmail.com or even send it to me, SeanBlaze612 at gmail.com. Send it to me and I will make sure that it'll be put in one of our, one of our days on the episodes. So we're trying to give Something back to the women who've helped us through our years, you know, and about to end this, but I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for the ones that actually took a browse through the podcast and catch y'all in the next time next week till then peace out.